When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Profit Podcast, everything NFL and fantasy football related all season long with your host, Calvin Wright. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Profit Podcast. Welcome back once again. It is October 23rd. It is Wednesday. This is the five-player podcast where I talk about how many other players I want to. Uh, so we are halfway through the season after this week. This is the this is the midpoint. So uh, this is where things get crazy. Outlooks they become very important. Looking at ahead at the schedules to come. So I'm going to be talking about Devonte Adams, Deshaun Hamilton, Cortland Sutton, David Johnson, Austin Eckler, Melvin Gordon, David Montgomery, Devin Singletary, uh, Ty Johnson, the impact with Carryon Johnson's injury, and the Jets' offense as a whole after that Monday night game. So it is going to be a good show. Let's just hop straight into it, starting off with Devontae Adams. He was the most requested uh, player that I talk about. So Devontae Adams, he got off to a slow start, or, or slower than owners had hoped for, and then he, he broke out, and then he promptly got injured. Now, the severity of his injury, it's it's been pretty murky, uh, murky, and the reports, they've been all over the place. If you had Adams, you probably kept him, wasn't a great time to sell him, and many of you may have even bought low, as I I said to buy low. But we're heading into week eight now. It's four weeks after Adams' injury. We still aren't really sure when Adams is going to be back. It's looking like he will miss the second straight incredible matchup here this week. And worse yet, he missed Aaron Rodgers' first Rodgers-esque game of the season. Uh, Rodgers exploded for the first time in quite a while. Now, as an Adams owner, I can tell you it's frustrating because you're missing out on a lot of points right now. And it seems like no one really knows for sure when Adams is going to be back. He's, and him missing games, it, it's seriously hurting your team. This isn't your mid-round flyer being banged up and missing some time. This is your first-round pick gone for four weeks, maybe four more, maybe one more. We don't know. So I'm personally holding on to Adams and hoping that his return is sooner rather than later. But if your team is struggling, I think it's time to trade Adams if you haven't already. If he misses this week, he's going to come back for maybe two games and then a bye week. He does have two great matchups later on in this season, but you can't sabotage your team for a matchup that may be pointless for your team at that at that point in the season. So I think if you have to, it's time to make some adjustments and trade Adams. I know it's painful. He was your, your pick. But just make sure you receive decent return value. Don't just trade him away for the sake of trading him. But shop him around your league. See who you can get. Now, Deshaun Hamilton and Cortland Sutton. Uh, Cortland Sutton, owners rejoice. The moment you've been waiting for 
for honestly the past two years, it has come. Emmanuel Sanders, he has been traded to the 49ers, and it's it's time for Sutton be, to become a true wide receiver one. May not feel like it, but he's already through the first eight weeks or seven weeks. He is a our, uh, wide receiver one. He's a top 12 player. Now Sanders, he's been traded to the 49ers, and I think it's good for everyone, in my opinion. This is a big boost for Cortland Sutton, a big boost for Deshaun Hamilton, and I think it's actually a pretty good upgrade for Emmanuel Sanders. The 49ers, uh, 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 they've been wanting a wide receiver one for a while now. They tried to trade for uh, Antonio Brown. They tried to trade for Josh Gordon. They weren't able to. So uh, I think Emmanuel Sanders, he's someone they really wanted, and I think it's an upgrade for him. Now, in my opinion, Cortland Sutton, I already mentioned he's a top 12 guy so far, but this trade does two things. It opens up more targets for Sutton and more yards, yay, and it shows the confidence that the Broncos have in their young wide receiver. I think Sutton He's in the early stages of becoming a top wide receiver. He really, he has the build, he has the talent to become, you know, the next big one, the next Julio Jones. And Emmanuel Sanders being traded was a huge step forward. Now for Hamilton, he's suddenly thrust into this wide wide receiver's two spot. Now we've seen that Flacco, he can support two fantasy relevant wide receivers. I haven't really seen enough of Hamilton to be super confident starting him at all. In fact, I would wait a few weeks to even roster him probably. Now, I could see more passes going to uh, Noah Fant in the running backs instead of Hamilton. Hamilton, he's going to be in that slot. He's going to take Sanders' role, but Emmanuel Sanders, uh, he's underrated. He's a very good wide receiver. I don't think Deshaun Hamilton is going to step in and just suddenly be you know, suddenly be a star. I think it's Cortland Sutton time, possibly Noah Fant time, and a lot more passing work for the running backs. So let's move right on to David Johnson. Now, David Johnson, before I get into this, let's all take a swig of mouthwash and rinse that flavor of 2016 David Johnson out of our mouths and minds. David Johnson's big year was three seasons ago, three whole years ago. Okay, three years ago, Patrick Mahomes was in college, Antonio Brown and Jordy Nelson were the top wide receivers, and the Dolphins were 10-6. and six. Things change, and fantasy owners need to reevaluate David Johnson and the Cardinals. To be frank, I am extremely worried about David Johnson. Johnson has been struggling with some injuries for the past few weeks, but for the most part, they've been kind of downplayed. And then BAM! Chase Edmonds, he explodes two weeks in a row. The Cardinals, they bring in several running backs to work out, sign Zenner, sign Alfred Morris, and worse, Edmonds has actually looked like the better running back this season. Now, obviously, David Johnson, he's great, especially as a pass catcher, but Edmonds, he's faster, and he seems like a perfect fit for this revamped Cardinals offense. I'm pretty concerned about Johnson's injury given the moves the team has made recently. We really have no clarity what's going on, but the but if you look at the roster moves they've made, the comments uh, Chase Edmonds made to David Johnson before the game, and with Edmonds proving to be a very talented player, I wouldn't be surprised if this backfield evolves into more of a committee. Now, the next few weeks are going to be extremely important. I, I don't expect David Johnson... Uh, to play this week. And Edmonds, if he goes into New Orleans and gashes his top 10 run defense, David Johnson owners should be hitting the red alert button. Now, if I had Johnson, I would I would honestly unload him right now while I still can. Even if he pulls a Jalen Ramsey and his injuries somehow vanish, his matchups coming up are pretty debilitating, especially if he's in a committee. New Orleans, if he plays, then the 49ers, lightens up at Tampa Bay, but then the 49ers again, and then a bye. 
I am in panic mode with David Johnson. He's not the same player he was three years ago, and it's time to it's time to come with terms with who David Johnson is right now and where he fits in with this Cardinals offense. So the next player we're going to be talking about is Austin Eckler. So the question is, do I sell Eckler or do I hold him? Well, let, let's rephrase it. Do you think Austin Eckler will stay where he is and finish the season as a top three running back? I, for one, I don't. But do you believe he'll finish the season as an RB1 or, you know, top 12? I, for one, do. Eckler, he, he's got a huge head start over other running backs to be a top 12 guy, for one. But I, I expect him to slow down his production a little bit. But I still think he's locked and loaded RB1, especially in these PPR formats. He's really evolved almost into a wide receiver. So I would not trade Austin Eckler unless you can find great return value. Essentially another running back one or wide receiver one. Maybe uh, Alvin Kamara, that's a trade I would do. But I wouldn't be trading him for a running back to he's he's I think uh, uh, I think he doesn't have the same name recognition so he's not as hot of a trade target but I expect Eckler I think he's gonna finish the season you know number seven running back or so he has been very good now Melvin Gordon uh, Eckler's teammate Melvin Gordon it's one of the ugliest situations I've seen in my many years of fantasy expected to be a top five guy holds out, his handcuffs comes in, lights out, Gordon comes back and looks like garbage and then loses the game for Chargers by fumbling on the goal line. Now what I just described to you is not only the plot of a fantasy owner's horror movie, but it's the definition of buy low. Now Gordon, no, he's not going to be what he once was, at least this year. Now Eckler, he's not going away anytime soon, and it's at best a committee. However, Melvin Gordon is being dropped in leagues, which is insane. Do you know how rare running backs are these days? I would be trying to buy Gordon, actually, with the expectation that things get better. And he'll hopefully be an RB2. That's what I'm expecting. The team, they seem dedicated to giving him work. He should shake off some of this rust. He made comments he's never skipping training camp again. And the Chargers, they are about to get one of the easy schedules in the league. Uh, the Bears, not a great matchup, but it's not as scary as it once was. And then the Packers, Raiders, and Chiefs. Now, Oakland, it's a scarier matchup than some think. But as I said, he's not going to be an RB1, so don't expect that. But against some of these matchups with uh, the Packers or the Chiefs, I think Gordon, I think his season turns around a bit. And he should be a decent ascent. And if you just lost on Johnson, you know, or you're worried about David Johnson, Melvin Gordon is someone I would be looking to roster because Gordon owners, they are frustrated. So moving on to another very frustrating player, David Montgomery. Holy smokes. David Montgomery, he has made everyone who takes fantasy football seriously look like an idiot. Montgomery, he has been one of the biggest busts in recent memory. His final ADP of this draft season, it was in the third round, yet he's ranked 38th in PPR running backs behind uh, Duke Johnson and Kenny and Drake. Now, we all thought that Montgomery, he would be a lock for this bell, bell cow role in uh, Chicago, and he'd see at least 20 carries a game. This has not happened. <laughs> Montgomery, he has been underutilized and when utilized pretty bad. Last week, he only had two carries, but he made the most of them for six yards and a fumble. So what do you do? Do you drop him? I think you can. I, I really think it's there, but I wouldn't yet. 
unless you can grab someone like Ty Johnson or Chase Edmonds off the waivers, I'm holding on to Montgomery for one more game. This week, in my opinion, it's his last chance. He should be nowhere near your starting lineup, but I'm still rostering him. Now, Nagy, he said he's going to run more, which really means nothing, but I would be shocked if the Bears continue passing 50 times a game. This is a golden matchup this week, it's after the bye, and this is Montgomery's last chance for fantasy purposes. I like to believe he breaks out this weekend, but I, I don't have a lot of faith in Nagy and Montgomery right now. If he was dropped in your league, I would pick him up just in case he breaks out because he has the Packers and the Chiefs during the fantasy playoffs. If he does break out, that is a gift right there, that playoff schedule. So this is Montgomery's last chance for me in fantasy, at least this year. So next up, Devin Singletary. Now, I I was wrong about Singletary this past week. I expected a big week from Singletary. However, it didn't happen. Now, as you all know... I am probably the biggest believer in Singletary in the world, so where am I with Singletary right now? I'm still holding on. Singletary, he was limited this past week coming off the hamstring injury, and the game strip against Miami, it was pretty strange if you had the uh, the pleasure of watching it, um, <laughs> but Singletary still, he has some great upside, and his matchups, he has a ridiculous schedule coming up. He's got the Redskins, Browns, Dolphins, three of the easiest matchups for a running back in the NFL. So I'm holding on and hoping for that breakout. And, you know, because he wasn't an early draft pick like Melvin Gordon was or David Montgomery, he's not hurting you. He has not hurt you yet. You're not going to lose your league because Devin Singletary isn't breaking out. But I think he still could be a league winner with those matchups coming up. So Ty Johnson and Kerryon Johnson. As we all know by now, Kerryon Johnson, he has been placed on injured reserve. Is he droppable? Yes. The earliest week Kerryon Johnson is eligible to play is week 16. So look me in the eye and tell me that you are really going to play a limited, underperforming Kerryon Johnson who's been inactive for eight weeks in your Super Bowl against a defense that ranks number one in stopping the run over the past three weeks. So Kerryon Johnson, he's out of the picture. Now, Ty Johnson, he immediately became the hottest waiver wire pickup of the season, and rightfully so. For one, he gets to play the Giants this week. Now, I love Ty Johnson short-term. He's been involved in the passing game more than carry-on, and he looks like a capable runner, and the matchup this week is gold. I mean, give me anyone against the Giants. However, I am not quite as excited about Johnson as many other pages are. It's important to remember Patricia, he does not, I repeat, Patricia does not use a workhorse system. I have no idea who else is going to be involved, really. It could be McKissick, or they, I, it's not out of the realm of possibilities that they trade for Kenyon Drake or maybe even Melvin Gordon. But I don't see Ty Johnson coming in and being a running back one rest of the season. Is he, is he a uh, running back one this week? Yes. Is he an RB2 rest of the season? Possibly. As someone who picked him up, I hope so. But we are forgetting how talented Carrion is. And if he struggled, there's a good chance that Ty Johnson will struggle with the Lions as well. Now, before I go into the Jets offense as a whole, um, I want to tell you two two quick things. Use Carrion Johnson and Ty Johnson. Use this as a warning that if you have a, a running back one, essentially pick up their handcuff 
you don't want to be left going into the playoffs without a running back because of an injury. If you have Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard should be on your bench right now. If you have Delvin Cook, Alexander Madison, he should be on your bench right now. A bunch of players in the league handcuffing right now in this season, midseason, players are going down for, you know, it looks like a week. Someone picks up Chase Edmonds, and suddenly Chase Edmonds is winning them the season. This is the time to handcuff. Make sure you grab the handcuffs early before your players get injured. So now on to the Jets. Now, it's it's not often I'm asked to talk about a team as a whole, but after Halloween came early this past Monday night, uh, <laughs> I find the Jets an important topic to discuss. Now, I'm going to make this as simple as possible. Buy low, buy low, buy low. The Jets, they are done playing the Patriots, hooray, and they are about to face the world's easiest schedule ever, except for the Patriots. Uh, they get the Dolphins, Giants, Redskins, Raiders, Bengals, and then the Dolphins. Six cakewalk matchups to lead you to the fantasy promised land. Now, I'm I'm already forgiving Darnold, and I'm actually confident starting him pretty much every week here on out. Robbie Anderson, he should explode in the second half of the season like he does every year. Jameis Crowder, I think he's going to be a PPR machine now and a solid start. Chris Herndon, he's coming back from that injury, and I think he's going to instantly emerge as a consistent tight end one, which, you know, isn't hard to do, but it's hard to come by a consistent tight end in fantasy. And Le'Veon Bell... Well, Le'Veon Bell, he's about to explode. Hopefully, you were able to buy low like I advised a few weeks back, but Bell, he's dealt with awful quarterback play this season and terrible matchups this season, and he still looked pretty good. I have no doubt that Bell is still as talented as ever, and with these matchups, I would not be surprised one bit if Bell finishes the season here on out as a top three running back. So thanks for listening to the uh, five-player podcast where I I didn't I I went over more than five, but it's because this is the most important time of the season. I also want to mention Josh Gordon. He, I didn't write down any notes for him. I just want to say he's on injured reserve now. There have been very strange reports coming out of everywhere that Josh Gordon says he feels ready to play and he could come back in you know this week. So it's very strange that he was placed on injured reserve. If someone tries to trade you him, if you're someone who had him and is holding on because you think, oh, he could get traded to another team and come back, I would run the other direction. We have seen Josh Gordon deal with deal with off-field issues every single season of his career, pretty much. And I think there is much more than meets the eye right now with Josh Gordon. I think he could get traded by a Belichick, and then it's found out he failed another drug, drug test, and suddenly he is suspended indefinitely. So if anyone tries to sell you Josh Gordon and say, oh, he could be on a new team and play this year, run the other way. That's just a, a little disclaimer. So thank you for listening to the Five Player Podcast. As always, if you enjoyed it, please leave a review. If you don't already, follow the Prophet on Instagram. And thanks for listening. I will be back this Friday for Starts and Sits. So if you have any questions on your rosters this week, since, you know, it's bye weeks coming up and things get tricky here, uh, just hit me up on Instagram. I'll put up a sticker on tomorrow, Thursday, and Friday where you can ask as many Start and Sit questions, and I will get to them on the show in detail. Thanks again for listening. Have a good week.